Millennials are the future movers and shakers of the world. I believe it will be better, maybe less racial tension, more creative innovation to make life a little bit easier. How will you make your mark? Hmm? This is Simply King. Yes, we are jamming on this episode. And yes, if you didn't notice by the song and the title of this, it is a year that Simply King has been a thing, has been a podcast, has been out in here, you know, talking great things, talking to great people, just talking about all these diverse things that go on in this world we live in and exactly how it affects us. You feel me? A lot of social criticism, all that jazz you know because this is the socially conscious podcast for humans simply being humans and um it's our first you know it's my first anniversary and it's been a interesting i think it's been an interesting journey that you know just doing podcasts being new to this whole realm of just podcasting and here i am still in it i feel that where I am, where I was then, and where I am now is in a whole better place, just from a life standpoint, as well as just um, understanding what it takes to create um, great content, as well as uh, promoting that great content, and um, cons- you know, just really just remaining consistent on putting things out and staying true to yourself, and always developing what your brand and what your craft and what your quote-unquote art really is. So, um. Before I get into the, you know, the, the meat and bones, I did want to, you know, highlight something that kind of inspired me um, to add to. Of course, I wanted to add that into this episode. It was um, actually a podcast that I listen to all the time called The Friend Zone, which features uh, three great people. Hey, friend. Hey, um, Dustin Ross and Asante. Um, and you should look all of them up. They're great. They're on everywhere you can find podcasts. And they had a, a podcast sent around the Slash generation. And as I was listening to it, I, I felt so inspired. to Like, I really wanted to say something. That's why I was like, let me make sure I mention something about this. Because I believe that millennials are, you know, one of the first groups to uh, have a large, large, large um, portion of the generation who gets into these, you know, different types of industries and get into another or simultaneously, you know, operate within industries and just all and, and it may even happen before they even get to the I guess I guess the you know more established place. You know, they they be a their photographer in college and then they may, you know, done a little bit ahead and then they go into doing this and they go into doing that and they end up, you know, brand themselves as I do all this. I am this slash this slash this slash this. And I guess what I had to say was, um, I, I guess I kind of see myself as that for sure. Um, I've never seen it as a as a negative per se. I've definitely 
um, have noticed how um, it can affect you negatively, though. I believe I've met people who are extremely into one certain thing and they you can tell they extremely you can tell you can see their progress. Um, I wouldn't say sooner, but you can see them flourish. You know, I feel that in a in a more I guess uh, it's a lot more. Um, it's a lot less bumpy, I'll say. It's not as difficult because they they have one goal. They're maintaining this one stream. So th what they did yesterday is what they're gonna do tomorrow, and so on and so forth. Because they have this focus, they're in tune with this is my passion and this is what I want to do. I gotta wake up, make sure I'm doing this thing every day. And then yet we have individuals like myself who I believe that I kind of wear a lot of hats, and I feel like I've made it known for myself to wear a lot of hats um but i think i'm naturally that way i think that's one thing that i've realized is that i'm naturally a person who never really liked to be in a box um who liked to be proficient enough within specific things and allow that to be my strength um which i feel that it's benefiting me pretty good i think i've been able to um you know find my find my place at tables that are creative as well as very business oriented and that is what I like. I like to have that balance. I like to, you know, bring creativity to a place that seems extremely conservative and extremely practical and very, you know, business minded, but also bring some slight organization into places that are extremely creative and extremely, you know, just living in the clouds of creation. Because uh, I feel that you need people who can understand and speak the languages of both. You know, you need a person who can go into these meetings and understand quantify why this creative thing is something to invest into something to actually buy into as well as going to these creative spaces and saying well let's put some you know let's actually you know put some quantity or you know put numbers behind what you want to do and I've, I've noticed you know with some especially people around my age and you know people who are just really getting going and getting started it's hard for people to you know to sell their art to put a value on their art um, either they end up overvaluing it or they end up undervaluing themselves and because at the end of the day they just want to do what they love to do so if someone is supporting them to do that they may just take it when I don't always believe that is the most healthiest thing a few uh I guess I kind of you know already broken down the, the pros and cons um, but the slash generation all in all I conclude and say that I believe it's uh, a generation that can thrive I believe it's nothing wrong with you being that way. I think that you have to be mindful is, are you jumping in about all these things because they're not working? Or are you doing this to actually sustain and grow? I think that's the question that you have to ask yourself. Don't pick up all these different types of uh, quote unquote hobbies, or you can say that they're occupations, or you can say these are additional things that you do, and you're kind of you know mediocre in everything. You don't want to be mediocre in anything so why because there's no point of doing it so you need to understand that for you to create a slash then you need to be proficient enough that means you need to be able to understand this you be able to show people work of you doing these things and it actually be something worth showing and that's simply i feel that it's the only way you can like add something else on and i feel that i, I spend time to I spend time like only doing certain things, I believe. Um, so I feel that I just, instead of being a person who makes his whole, you know, month about photography, I may make 
you know, the two weeks about it and so on and so on and so forth. And I just keep, you know, always checking back in on the things that I do and like sharpening my multiple swords and, you know, and cleaning my, you know, multiple hats that I enjoy wearing. But I feel that that's what I've kind of made myself up to be. And I've been that way for a very long time. And um, but I don't suggest it for people who aren't naturally that way, as well as I don't suggest it for people to just do this as a means for survival, because it may not always gain gain any access to any type of uh, financial stability. But it is the anniversary and I wanted to do something extremely special and I wanted to go into um, about, you know, five different moments within this year of me doing this podcast and like highlight some specific, uh, you know, kind of like clips from, you know, specific episodes um, that I really, really kind of like really, really touch me. Now, I'm not, you know, categorizing this and putting this in any order from, you know, my most favorite to not favorite. Anything that wasn't on here doesn't mean that it was something that I didn't care about. Doesn't mean I, it was a show that I didn't care for. It actually just means that I have so much love for all of my shows. It would have took me forever because I can pull up uh, something from every which way. So I had to really kind of like sit down and stare and think like, okay, what is a what will give me the most well-rounded, you know, kind of anniversary episode and show the diversity of the Simply King podcast. And I think that was kind of what trumped a little bit of everything. So if it was, I feel like great things that were said by some of my guests who all of my guests were great. And I thank all of them for giving me their time and definitely going to have probably all of them coming back to do to give more words, you know, to the listeners of the Simply King podcast. But I just wanted to, you know, highlight a few things, highlight some specific things. First, I want to take you back to. Um, my politically incorrect episode, which features my boy Stretch, Sir Stretch, um, who came in. You know, he, he first featured on. He was a, look, I, I, if no one's ever, if you just tuned in and you're just the first time you listened to, to the Simply King podcast, Stretch was the person who really inspired me to even look into doing a podcast because I've spoken to him about you know doing a radio show when I when we were in college and things like that and the things I wanted to talk about. And he suggested this to me, and it was the best thing, one of the best suggestions I could have ever gotten. I thank him for it all the time. Um, but he came in, and we essentially were speaking on. Uh, I asked him the question of why do we love this kind of like, why do we love the incorrect, but maintain this kind of like social norm of being politically correct? Like we love people who are, you know, a certain you know, kind of like a certain way off the cuff and say things that we're all thinking. Why do we love those individuals so much? And this is what he had to say. But in contrast, you also have politically incorrect people like Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, and they're probably, you know, some of the best examples. And even if you look back in the day, Nas, you, you have individuals like that who, who are politically incorrect, but... The, the difference between them and Donald Trump is that they speak a, a truth that is that is global, that is fair for all people. So if you look at what Donald Trump says, he kind of singles out people, Muslims, Mexicans, you know, immigrants. He's singling out people. But if you look at, you know, J. Cole, Kendrick's lyrics, they, they speak of, of, of a truth that's, that is 
pretty much universal, something you can't even quantify, write down on paper. And even though they speak from the black experience of it, they speak on the the truth about inequality and where, you know, our people as black people have, you know, been disenfranchised in certain things and how that trickles down and reverberates into the communities we live in. So it's not really just the black struggle. It's it's the it's the Latino struggle in the hood. It's it's the Arab struggle okay. in the hood. You know, it's it, it, it goes okay, yeah. it reverberates through okay. all different types and nationalities and ethnicities of people. And like I said, it's something you can't even quantify. So we have to be wary of 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 For the sure. politically incorrect icons that we we look up to and that people look up to because if 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 your politically correct incorrect icon is you know Donald Trump, then I don't know you, you you're kind of a sketchy person because you 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 don't notice that there's a he speaks a level of inequality that's just not conducive to our communities our society moving forward as a people and that that'll take us forward onto another you know a, a whole nother just space in and and time of where we don't want to be and yeah. where we might not be able to yeah rise up from so we we got to pay attention to that the, the differences between the the truth the the equal truth and you know the the selective truth And if you didn't, you know, and I feel like he said it so perfectly of, you know, just all those just naming all those people and really just opposing the person that is being, you know, honored for saying things like a Kendrick Lamar and like a J. Cole, who's literally has a large, you know, you know, very, very diverse uh, kind of like listener base to their music. Who are you? If you're really listening to it, then you would have something to say you know you would still you would kind of like understand i feel that the message that they give and what they imbue is so much larger and then you have the fool you know on the other side of the comparison which we don't even have to go into why he's a fool and why what he believes is so crazy you know i believe everybody has a right to his opinion to their opinion but donald trump might need to get his taken away um to keep it moving the next uh clip is from an episode called white friday which was kind of an, um, it was uh, it was pre-Black Friday. It was like a pre-Thanksgiving you know uh, Thanksgiving pre, uh, Black Friday episode. And essentially, I came in and I wanted to speak about kind of like group, group economics as well as just, you know, talking about a few little historical situations within the black community when it comes to just, uh, you know, economics and finances and all those different things. So um, my great, great, best friend uh Jawanza harris connected me with aisha danzi within um atlanta who is a a powerhouse businesswoman who owns her own business who works for herself and has been in the game for a very long time just teaching individuals just about you know insurance and about finances and just about kind of you know becoming more and more self-reliant and i had had her come in and i essentially asked her about uh Feel like a very very large discussion that you know it's always been talked about which is the black middle class and she had this to say well um we know the middle class um makes up uh, the majority i mean whether we're talking about um any any race i should exactly. say uh, 
the middle class makes up the majority. So the black middle class uh, still makes up the majority. I mean, um, of, of course, we want to see them or the middle class put more of an emphasis of just that whole, um, you know, going back into uh, areas that are um, still suffering, where you see poverty, and kind of contributing to see those areas rebound. So I do think um, we have a responsibility to make sure that, you know, if we've gotten to a certain place, that we are actually going back into our communities to see growth. We see other uh, cultures, other uh, groups of people doing that. Um, when you look at, you know, the Jewish community, the Asian communities, and even white communities, um, you know, they're, they go back or they, they grow with from within. And um, we know that in our black community, a lot of times when we get out of the hood, we don't go back to the hood. And that's mm-hmm. a part of the problem, you know. And she was, she was just a gem, just dropping all types of knowledge, and it was spot on. And it was, I feel like, exactly what people needed. And I just wanted to put, you know, with that episode, I really want to put people in a space of thinking about your money, think about your funds. Like, don't go out just spending all crazy if you got all these bills that you still got to take care of. Your Christmas can still be great. Your Christmas can still be something. You don't have to go out and splurge because you feel that you have to splurge. But um, to speak on the black middle class, I feel that, you know, she hit it right on the nail on the head. Um, I'm a young dude, so I feel like I'm, I still haven't gotten those effects of, you know, kind of like what it's like to be placed in a certain class. Because I feel that I'm still in that kind of gray area of, you know, being a student. But I feel like it was a great kind of tidbit to think about in the future and to keep in the back of my head to see okay so when you get to a certain place when you're you know growing and getting more money and substantial amount of income always 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 spend your time in building and pulling pulling up you know people from i wouldn't even say from behind but from where you were from or from similar places that you were from and if you were never from there which is a case that i feel that is really really big because you have people grew grown up and always started out in those middle class situations um get involved get involved understand and get the education and understand exactly what's going on in neighborhoods with people just like you if you really want to make a true true difference um a true you know kind of community service that's what i feel that people should do and it's not always just about giving money sometimes it's about giving time and sharing uh resources and in acknowledging the resources that you have um or the resources that are out there in the world that's what i feel feel like a lot of these communities need a lot of um next is one of my favorite podcast uh episodes with uh one of my most favorite people the uh the 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 poet uh v herself who is extremely creative extremely talented um came across this young lady you know just while i was still in school and um was a part of this organization where it was a collective of just amazingly talented people and i was essentially like just public relations and recruiting and trying to find as many people who were just great at what they did and someone connected me with her and she was just an amazing and amazing woman i just loved her spirit i loved her a vibe i loved her viewpoint um and i just loved her just eye for creation and um, I asked her to come and join me to be the guest on my episode called Claim Your Baggage. Claim Your Baggage. 
So it was an episode basically simply about, you know, claiming your emotional baggage, doving and being very introspective. Um, we talked a lot about, you know, how it affects your relationships, how it affects you in just everyday life, all those different things. This clip that I'm about to play for you, um, I, I kind of went on this rant on how I believe that, you know, we look for the best reflections of ourselves and other people. And that's what we that's what we kind of, you know, mold, our, you know, kind of our attractions really, really, you know, are centered from. And she had this beautiful thing to say back to me. Yeah, it's so interesting that she said that because um, I read a quote and <laughs> I'll, re I'll release her I got from later, but um, a very wise woman once said, you love in others what you love in yourself. Mm. You despise in others what you cannot see in yourself. Ooh. And it makes sense. Like, when, yeah, when you think on it. That's deep. I've seen people, when you look at people, well, when I look at people, let me say this, when I look at people, you know, on a on a deeper level, I like to say that they're a reflection of me. Mm -hmm. You attract the people that that reflect what you adore the most about yourself. Mm -hmm. And for that, that's how that, that goes lines between what you can't tolerate to see in other people because you're like, how could you do that? I would never do that. Because that's always your thought is like, how can they do that? Like, I would never do that. Or mm -hmm. I would never say that. I would never feel that. That's because you have now allowed yourself to enter this completely different realm where you're identifying yourself and other people. That's why it's important to claim your baggage. Because if you don't, if you haven't done that, you haven't gone through that, your next relationship is going to be a reflection of whatever you bear. And she never fails to amaze me and give me words that just make me just think and just are just so beautiful and they're so quotable. And I'm out make sure I, you know, place that, that reference where she got that quote from within. You, you can find that within the description of this um, podcast episode. Um, I just, you know, I feel that it's a very major thing that people as young as we are have to do for that. You should always be in tune, try to kind of like if there's a have any goal for yourself when it comes to personal growth. First is to understand yourself, to love yourself, understand everything that comes around you. And also within that, a process of that is to go into your own baggage. What do you come with? You know, actually recognizing that, realizing that, because if you don't know it and you're going into all these relationships, not knowing what you actually are bringing into it and not realizing what that how that affects people then you're going to really have a lot of heartbreak. You're going to really have a lot of issues. You're going to have a lot of, you know, situations that you just really don't enjoy. And it really may, you know, kind of harden your heart. And that's not what anyone needs. So, you know, be mindful of yourself and that'll help you be mindful of everything else that's around you. Um, so next, um, the, the, what's this? The fourth, um, and I'm doing five of those. Um, doing five of these. The fourth one comes from a person who I believe is one of the smartest women I know, uh, Sophia Jackson, coming all the way from Hofstra. Uh, she's in grad school now. She just graduated uh, undergrad at Columbia. Extremely uh, intelligent woman. Met her through one of my best friends, Janice Brewer. Shout out to Janice, you know, new job. And moving out back to Cali, you know what I'm saying? Be safe, girl. We love you. Um, 
and she introduced me to her um a, you know a fellow you know uh oaklander i guess and um she's straight from oakland and had a extremely large amount of like intersectionality that i believe that kind of occurs within her life and just her and just her kind of existence and um because she's she's african-american as well as you know australia a white australian um i feel like and then on top of that she you know she lived and resided you know and lived a lot of, large part of her life within the bay area of oakland california which is extremely interesting to me so i felt like she had all these going and then on top of that just from aesthetic um she is extremely fair-skinned she has this really really big hair you know and so some people may think they don't might they may be confused on she may seem ambiguous to so many people and it may make them feel some type of way and what we talked about was essentially um kind of like relationships and how this you know this kind of fetish for exotic women is a thing now especially from black men speaking you know from just the perspective that i see the most um a lot of black men and just a lot of men in general love this you know exotic women and if you're either something that is polar opposite to them or a mashup of a lot of different things people just automatically see you as even more beautiful than anyone else and she had this to say Um, you know, on a very, very light level, I think people are attracted to what they're attracted to. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. I'm attracted to black men. I like black men. Mm -hmm. And that's what I like. Mm -hmm. White men don't like me. I'm rarely ever approached by a white man. Damn. That's okay. That doesn't bother me. But what makes it dangerous, Rodney, what makes it dangerous is when it's perpetuating some type of stereotype or perpetuating, like, I don't date black women because they're too angry. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's what? That's when it becomes a problem. Um, and this whole push of, like, foreign women and it goes back, I feel like, it's very closely intertwined with that unattainable beauty standard. You have all these women getting plastic surgery and that's seen as the norm. And that's not normal. Um, your body was not like that until you paid for it. Mm -hmm. And women whose bodies were like that are usually black. So yes. it's, it's a really dangerous and vicious cycle, I feel like. Um, and then also black men have their, their choice. They can date whoever they want because they, a lot of times, there's less available black men. And that really changes the dynamic because mm -hmm. um, they feel like, oh, I don't, I'm not a black man, so I, I can't speak for what black men feel like. But <laughs> if, if I could choose between 20 people and I know all these 20 people want to fuck with me, I'm going to be an asshole too. So there's definitely a little bit of that, I think, factoring in in a lot of places. Um, just the availability of Black men feels like there's more women vying for that position than there are men available. And that was just, it was an interesting take. And like, I think one of the things that I didn't want to say took me back, but to, that uh, astonished me so much and i feel like that's why you know cultural 
uh, you know, kind of culture and just social location really, really plays a lot on your identity because she identifies as a black black woman. A lot of her, you know, a lot of just her upbringing has been a very, very, really a kind of, I guess, quote unquote, black upbringing, I guess, um, or traditionally seen as a black upbringing. And so her, her, her stance on that was really interesting, but also it, it highlighted to me something that I've noticed in my own life. Really never dated, you know, uh, a white woman. I, I feel like I've dated slightly outside my race by dating, you know, someone who was biracial. It's the closest thing. But um, dating the polar opposite is, you know, dating a white woman. I really never got into it. I really never felt the vibes either. You know, it's not like I'm like forever you know, giving the, you know, flirted with by white women or anything like that. And it may, I'm not sure why, uh, but I feel that it is that sense of, you know, culture. Because I've definitely have seen, you know, I've had friends who all, who get a lot of attention from, you know, the, you know, the white women and, and just people of different cultures. So I feel that it has a lot to do with um, kind of like either, uh, it just depends on if it's a cultural vibe that people really play off of. Or just a natural, you know, kind of vibration that people play off of. I feel like those two things are always at play when it comes to dating and interaction. So, the last and final one is uh, comes from probably one of my most uh, popular podcast episodes that's on SoundCloud. It still has like one of the most views, and I suggest everyone to look that up. Which is called uh, the Melanin Poppin' episode, which was uh, inspired by this kind of resurgence of. Um, people kind of like glorifying melanin within the hashtags, just slapping large font on their pictures, you know, hashtag melanin popping anytime, you know, a dark, a beautiful dark skinned girl had, you know, posts a picture or, you know, a chocolate brother, you know, posts a shirtless picture, whatever, Godiva, melanin, oh my God, you look good. You know, that's that melanin and, you know, melanin hair and, you know, all those different things, which I believe is a beautiful thing. Um, but also I wanted to kind of like not allow that to just be uh, kind of played down as if it's something like just like a just just play down as a just a regular random, you know, new hashtag that people use, uh, you know, the new fad, a new trend within hashtags. Um, I wanted to. To highlight that you know this is a really really important thing and it's beautiful that we're even giving a damn about it right now especially as young as we you know young as the kind of social media generation is um so it's good to i wanted to put out this is what it is from a person that is a millennial who's getting this perspective and also bringing his own kind of uh life experiences and his own other pre his own other just pre-knowledge of just you know living a life within your 20s uh into the conversation i feel like that it brought a really interesting collide so uh my brother jared came through who i met from school extremely intelligent brother um really supported him throughout you know his time there um especially once he like came became extremely woke i'm talking about third eye was like just wide open <laughs> and he, he essentially just started to go around, you know, the, the campus and really trying to, you know, teach people, you know, teach people who wanted to be taught or, or try to, you know, collect the individuals who wanted to know more about themselves and just to kind of go to a new level of consciousness. And I've always loved and been about that kind of like introspection, that just growth. And um, I've just always loved history as well, which is a large aspect within that. 
but this was coming from more of a you know a, a kind of like a, a I guess a biological and a kind of metaphysical level and something I, I couldn't speak on widely I was only you know kind of on the surface level of knowing so he was a student of you know kind of like what melanin is and still you know kind of learning exactly how it can be used which is the question that I asked him um, as a melanated individual how do you actually use this you know what is what is something that you do and how does it actually affect anything around you and he had this to say that's perfect yes that we can we we use it actually every day mm. we use it every day we use it every moment of life whether that's we're it. conscious of it or not and that's the difference some people are consciously using it and some people are unconsciously using it and the problem is that when we use it we sometimes unconsciously use it and allow somebody who, who doesn't have that ability to come and usurp what we have created because of it. And that happens in, in our music. Another thing that I didn't say was that, um, and you can go to Dr. Layla Africa again, that's Africa spelled A-F-R-I-K-A, Dr. Africa, and you just put Dr. Africa melanin anywhere and the thing will pop up. But he also said that melanin is prevalent in our uh, ears. It's prevalent in our ears. And, it, and so when we receive sound, because we're so because we're absorbing all of the sound, we hear it different, and that plays a part in our music. Everything that we created, everything that we create. If you think about it, think about American history. Everything that is based upon everything that American history is based upon comes from a black man and a black woman's creation. If you think about it, Very true. if you really think about it, the the music, the the level of fashion, you know what I mean. Everything. Everything. So the the standard of living is all about it's all about the uh, African man. Because take a rich white man and take a rich black uh, man, right? Take a rapper and take let's say a stockbroker. There's no nobody wants to be like the stockbroker. I mean, everybody wants his money, but culturally, individually, doesn't no one wants to be like him. And I made the point of Schoolboy Q. Schoolboy Q came out with bucket hats. Everybody from red, yellow, black, white, green everybody went out and bought a bucket hat and that shows you the power of what we create because it is in tune with nature and all of the things in the universe it is so correspondent with our human development overall everything that we create and so the way we can use it now is just by being conscious of it and the best thing that you can have the most powerful thing that you can have as a black man and black woman is the knowledge of yourself and the more and more you learn and the more and more you grow the more and more you'll understand what levels that you live upon. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what level you live on, and someone else knows that you live on more than one level than the earthly plane, someone else can come in and control you from that level, and you won't know because you won't never, you never took the time out to study yourself. Ooh, I tell you, this that that boy is like literally just he's gonna be something, something special and something serious. So make sure y'all watch out for all the things that come out of his, out of his way, uh, just from his mouth and just from just his just his energy. And um, I think it was something interesting to speak on. I definitely want to you know go back to it and speak on it again. But I think it's it's interesting you know just what he highlighted about you know this this thing of blackness and uh, and bringing that kind of aspect of 
kind of, you know, the artistic culture that comes along with, you know, bl being black. I feel that, you know, blackness is, is one that's hand in hand. No matter what type of, you know, black you are, what type of black it is, um, there's always this kind of like artistic, you know, cultural tone to it. You know, if you're extremely religious, you love gospel music. If you're, you know, feeling of somewhere, you know, within the hip hop community, you know, you love all those aspects of hip hop. If you're neither and you're kind of like this black nerd who, you know, loves, you know, who loves like, you know, alternative rock and, and you know, R&B and all these uh, and jazz and all these other types of things. There still is a certain type of aesthetic and a certain type of vibe that you get. And I love that. I love that. And, um, and the energy that you put out is extremely powerful. And I wanted with to show this clip. I chose this clip because I feel like it's an extremely powerful clip, extremely powerful thing that he's saying. And I've always been about people looking into themselves, no matter who you are and where you come from and what you're made up of. Um, because the majority of the world possesses melanin. And I think it's something that everyone should understand and not to understand it in a sense of a uh, sense of superiority because I don't believe in racial superiority, but I, I do believe in uplifting. Um, I do believe in uplifting the people who haven't been uplifted enough. And so that's why I highlighted that. That's why I feel like that is extremely, extremely necessary because I feel that, you know, whiteness is the norm. We don't really need to keep hearing about whiteness. We really don't have to keep kind of speaking out about why, you know, I guess what I don't think you should speak out in, at all about why whiteness is, quote unquote, great, because it's not a competition. It's not enough. It's not something that should even be a sense of a conversation, especially the position that, you know, the creation of whiteness has, you know, kind of been with it throughout history. But I feel that when there's this distance, you know, this information gap that, you know, that is, is prevalent, is so, so, you know, prevalent within the black community and just black and brown community, uh, you need those things. You need that info. You need those just tidbits of information so you can look into yourself and see yourself more as this, you know, this godly figure and this kingly figure. And I feel that that energy and that vibe will only do nothing but create very 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 positive um things for the culture things for just the human race in general and i feel like that's what connects people more because you understand where you come from i understand where i come from and when we get together we we get together as humans not as this that and we're forever thinking about our differences forever thinking about not to offend each other so on and so forth and um that's a really really you know that's where I feel like, you know, that was uh, it's just thinking about it always gets me. But I love that episode. I think it was perfect. It was great. And I definitely suggest everyone to check out all the episodes that I show clips of. And um, you can see it. You can listen to all these on my SoundCloud. You can listen to all of these on the iTunes uh, podcast app. You can listen to this on the TuneIn Radio app. You can listen to this on Stitcher as well as I am on the directory for podcast in color um but to um kind of wrap this up i do want to you know end this and conclude this kind of like you know conclude conclude and give you know this, this regal advice to myself it's kind of a reminder to myself this is for me 
and I feel that you know I hope you can get something from this um, for if you're building a brand and if you're doing things you know just for your own you know self because I feel that everyone should want to work for themselves at some point and uh, build their own brand you know so where do you go where do I go from here and how do I get better at this at this thing called quote-unquote podcasting building this brand what do I want from it so first um, I definitely you know I want to connect with more podcasters I really want to include more podcasters um, on my show because it's uh, I feel that it's, uh, it's just to you know gain you know their listenership as well for them to grasp grasp with a lot of my listeners um, for us to get their cross promotion going um, as well as I feel that podcasters have this you know this uh, understanding of each other and it usually always brings out extremely great conversations because I think we we know how to you know speak to uh, kind of get that point across that I love and tell stories that are extremely vivid um, also I want to book more uh, I want to book more influencers um, within multiple industries you know whatever kind of comes about whatever you guys suggest that you feel that you want to know more of you want you feel that is a topic I can kind of you know research and attack and kind of find an angle that feel that's really relatable definitely tag you know these influence let these people know you need to hook up with this person i think for what your brand is or what you want to talk about you need to go and talk about it with this guy um let them know send them my way or tell me about them and i will go reach out to them myself and you know try to get that you know get that building going um i want to do a few special series and as well as experimental episodes um my my podcast being a very general podcast it's in the category of kind of like society and culture it's a social criticism podcast but i, I but i feel that the aspect of culture um within my podcast is extremely extremely strong and i really want to highlight that i really want to do some things where you know i'm centering in and kind of you know developing this story and developing this narrative or developing this idea across maybe you know two to three episodes um just to get that whole point across i'm inspired by these kind of like groups and kind of connected uh series series that you know things i've been listening to and experimental episodes you know i want to do some things with music i want to do some things some more things with just music as you know and kind of aligning those with some cultural uh some cultural things as well um i feel like that'll bring out a very very interesting uh kind of like we'll find some really interesting things with that um, as well as just keep steadily increasing the quality and, um, of course, the listenership. I feel like uh, the two things always are, you know, great, you know, just making what you have great. The content, increasing the content, increasing the amount of content that I put out, increasing the types of content that I put out. Because I definitely still I've mentioned it before on this podcast, you know, I want to eventually put out, you know, YouTube videos, do some, you know, small little things. So that way you're getting your Simply King in various of ways. Um, write more. Um, I also want to write a little bit more. Cause I feel that I've kind of neglected that, you know, part of me. And I really I always want to go, you know, I always got to think about that. I always want to come back to that um, as well as increase listenership in general. You know, I love the love I've been getting lately. People just tweeting, saying that, you know, if you haven't checked it out, check it out the reviews i've been getting just the people who've been listening to people who've you know seen me out in places 
um, and you know, met up with me and heard about my podcast through someone or through me or through social media, and they checking it out and they letting me know that they checked it out. I love that, you know, I, I really do, and I, I, I love the the love. I love the community that's being, you know, kind of like spawned um, because speaking of community, I actually have a home for the kind of Simply King podcast community and everyone who's listened to Simply King and support Simply King. There's actually a Facebook page that you can go and like and you'll see a link for that within this uh, within this uh, podcast description. Go ahead. Go to that. Like the page. You know, if you can say something about a topic you can link me to a certain uh you know subject matter video post whatever you feel and share whatever you feel that you know kind of centers around what i love to speak on um if you're you know if you're a true listener you'll love you'll know exactly what you know get what to get me hype you know so and i'll and finally just um grow the brand to the point where um i just i feel like grow the brand i think it just needs the most attention you know where where it just needs everyone's full attention you know where it's like this this guy right here we gotta you know we gotta give him something we gotta support this because what he's doing something that's different um something that is needed and that's what i feel it feel like i want to create the brand to be because i feel like i you always can see yourself and you know what you see and you know what you i guess want to are trying to push out into the world but i feel that why that may not always get translated is because of how you do it because of the way that you go about doing those things and just the delivery i'll say and i want to grow the brand and advertise myself and the and the simply king podcast and all these different things as you know a a a place a medium where people can hear a different perspective a new perspective can be you know presented to you and it'll actually you know you can go into conversation um, a little bit, you know, a little bit differently, you know, um, because I feel that that's what's really, really major. We have to be able to shape our minds and not be such, you know, kind of like going with, you know, going with whatever's popular, you know, not being such hype beast, you know, just do I like this because this is what I genuinely like and I connect with or do I like it because, you know, I've seen it on Twitter, a million people like this actually, you know, kind of more being in touch with yourself and honing in on those things and i just believe you know the show is gonna show is gonna fly the show is gonna be great i believe in myself too much to you know uh not see this really really flourish um so i think i i think that's you know that's that's this you know anniversary episode i believe you know the things i've highlighted have been great i love you guys for you know consistently tuning in and I want, you know, the call to action because I need to do more call to actions to kind of make you guys do more and do things. Um, let me know about, you know, different things you want to talk about. I can talk. I can talk for days and I love to research new things, to learn new things for me to gain understanding just about this, you know, quote unquote existence within society that we live in. So send me things. Let's talk. Send me names of influencers that I can connect with. And especially if you're in Chicago and you're a person that you want to connect with me and you want to get some some type of, you know, you know, building going so we can create um, episode that, you know, people need to hear. Let me know if you're building your own brand, if you have your own business, whatever that is. I want to highlight all those things. Hit me up. Just go to lifeisking1 at gmail.com. You can send me an email 
or you can just go you can come you can come at me through uh instagram at king kings underscore memoirs on everything you know also i have a website which is lifeisking.com you can check that out which you can keep in touch with all the things that i have going on there any little services that i do anything that i may promote on there any blog post whatever whatever make sure everyone checks all those things out and um you can listen to the podcast on essentially that'll direct you to everything that you can listen to the podcast on from soundcloud from stitcher from i from the podcast app tune in radio all those things um I believe that is it for me and I love y'all and I'm so so glad that we did this for a whole year and let's have another one all right so y'all have a good one thank you all for listening this is simply king